Prologue. While the dialogue is being said, Adana sings the National Black Anthem, Lift Every Voice. Long ago, in the year 2041, the U.S. broke out into a civil war, a race war. It was long. It was bloody. Shit was cray-cray, but in the end, black people came out on top. Thus, treaty agreements were made. Black people reigned supreme. They elected Regina and her partner Tamir to lead them. They reconstructed the White House, moved it to Chicago, and renamed it the Black House for obvious reasons. They allotted reparations and loan forgiveness for all black identifying individuals, with the exception of Rachel Dolezal with her goofy ass. They dismantled the police force, restructured the government system, and enforced an equal rights initiative. This initiative stated that to make up for the 400 years of slavery, all white people must go through 400 years of volunteer slavery. Once 400 years are up, white people will be released and must pick themselves up by the bootstraps to reintegrate into society. This initiative was enacted in 2065 with the slogan, we don't want revenge, we want equality. The year is now 2072. It's been seven years and I must say things are going swell. I mean, just the other day, we- Hey, shut your ass up. Get, get in line. Get in line. Scene one, the throne room of the Black House. Regina and Tamir sit on their thrones while their second in command, Yancey, brings Whitey and his sister in. What do we have here, Yancey? Two new white slaves for you, your dopeness. What information do you have on them? Right, let me see. Siblings, Whitney and Stefan. Uh, it's pronounced Whitney. Uh, Stephen. It's a PH. PH makes the f sound. Everybody knows that. No, my name is Steven with a with a V. But there's no V, bro. You think I don't know how to read? I think I would know how to spell my own name, but And I think I would know how to read, son. So since we can't seem to figure out this whole situation, how about we just call you Whitey? Whitey and Whitney. I like that. But my name is They say it they liked it. Now shut your white ass up. Be lucky it's even close to your real name. We usually just name y'all Becky. Oh, we got a hell of Becky. She's mad confused. We're getting distracted. Go ahead, Yancey. Okay. Whitey and Whitey. Siblings in their 20s, but they look much older. Their skin is already starting to fail down. Originally from Idaho, but were sent off to Georgia for their volunteer slavery assignment. They requested reassi reassignment because they, quote, slavery hard enough and thought they deserved a promotion. So y'all niggas essentially asked to speak to the manager? Classic. <laughs> okay, start the inspection. Close off, arms up. Fully naked? Oh, God, no. Please, keep your bra and underwear on. We have no use to see those parts. Whitey and Whitey begin to strip down. Oh, God, where do I start? Hair, thin, butt, flat, lips, non-existent. They have nice teeth. Uh, we had braces when we... No, 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 don't speak. What could we do with them? Do you have any skills? Well, I was in show choir, and I was president of the debate team. Sugar, salt, and grits. What are grits? Oh, oh hey, what are we supposed to do with this? Oh, Yancey, yeah, remind me to send a very strongly worded email to the supervisor of the last slavery assignment. Okay, you, what can you do? I can cook. Name five seasons. Uh, salt, pepper. I heard enough. Uh, I think we have the perfect assignments for you here. Whitney, you will be assigned to the kit to kitchen and cleaning. Whitney, uh, Whitey, you will attend to our children. Yancey, summon our children. Announcing Adana and Dabriel, the offspring of Regina and Tamir. Intro music plays as Adana and Dabriel enter. I will never get tired of that. Like, never. What up, Yancey? Yancey and Dabriel do a handshake. It's long. Yancey. 
Children, this is Whitey and Whitney. Whitey will be attending you. Why do they look so old? What up, Whiteys? I'm Gabriel. You can call me Dave. D, vitamin D if you're nasty. Or my favorite, don't call me at all because I don't want to hear your voice. Adana is fine. Nice to meet you. We'll make sure you fit right in here. You know, Whitey, you're almost cute for a pasty dude. I can almost see your lower lip. Gabriel. What? It's a compliment. Due to the obvious lack of education from your last assignment, you will also undergo re-education programs starting tomorrow morning. Gabriel, Adana, please show them to their rooms. But there are slaves. Shouldn't they show us to our rooms? They just got here. How would they know the way? Ugh, fine. Come on. But I'm riding on their back. Gabriel jumps on Whitey's back and they exit off. They slavery hard enough. Ooh, Charlie. Regina and Tamir and Yancey have a good laugh at the white nonsense. Scene two. Whites, it must be frankly said, are not putting in a similar mass effort to re-educate themselves out of their racial ignorance. It is an aspect of their sense of superiority that white people of America believe they have so little to learn. Dr. Martin Luther King. Whitey and Whitney's living quarters. Adana and Gabriel have just finished giving Whitey and Whitney the tour. And this is where you sleep. We thought you'd appreciate a room together. It's cute. Thank you. Your daily schedule will look pretty similar. Work begins at 7 a.m. every morning. You have an hour for lunch, and then you end your day at 7 p.m. 12 hours? A 12-hour day. Every day? Well, technically only 11 hours since you get a lunch break. However, that's just your scheduled work. You're on the clock 24-7. For instance, if I'm craving a PB&J at 3 a.m., then it's your duty to go and make it for me. Gabriel doesn't like crust. Or white bread. Failure to comply with the rules or keep up with your workload will result in punishment. While we fully believe in the Equality Initiative, we do not believe in physical cruelty, so we will not whip you, rape you, or physically attack you. However, you will be given the option of the box or the pill, and in extreme cases, we will choose between the box, the pill, or both. Uh, what's the box and the pill? I thought you'd never ask. They're pretty much exactly what they sound like. The box is a six by six foot by three foot wooden box that we will put you in. Similar to the space you'd occupy on a slave ship or a secret compartment you'd hide in while trying to escape the Underground Railroad. And how long would we be expected to lay in this box? Depends, really. Last guy was in there for four days. It was supposed to be two, but somebody forgot he was supposed to let him out. He may have soiled himself a little. Uh, what about the pill? It's just a pill that gives you bad dreams. Keeps you up at night. Oh, doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I'll take bad dreams over claustrophobia any day. No, really. Well... Here, take this pill tonight and maybe it'll change your mind. Doubt it, pal. It's not real, right? How bad could it be? You tell me in the morning. Gabriel leaves. Adana follows him out. Whitey and Whitney look around at their new home. Whitey looks at the pill in his hand and takes it. Swallows and laughs to himself. Slavery, huh? Piece of cake. <laughs> Scene three. Whitey's dream. He's alone. He begins to walk. He's stopped by a figure. Startled. Whitey decides to walk in the opposite direction away from the figure, but bumps into another figure. The two figures grab him. Another figure emerges. The figure punches Whitey in the stomach. Whitey doubles over, but the two figures hold of Whitey. The figure punches Whitey again in the stomach, then in the face. The two figures throw Whitey to the ground. The three figures start beating on Whitey. Once they finish with him, they leave, laughing. Whitey is left there, gasping for air and for life. Scene four. They are, in effect, still trapped in a history which they do not understand. And until they understand it, they cannot be released from it. They have had to believe for many years and for innumerable reasons that black men are inferior to white men. Many of them indeed know better, but as you will discover, people find it very difficult to act on what they know. James Baldwin. 
Whitey and Whitey's chambers. Whitey and Whitey are waiting. Yancey walks in. What up, Whitey's? You begin your lessons today. Are you our instructor? Me? Hell no. I think my responsibility to educate your ignorant white asses. Handing uh, them audiobook and headphones. Here, make sure you take this test between each chapter, okay? Deuces, Yancey out. Yancey leaves. Whitey and Whitey put on the headphones and start the audiobook. Hello, and welcome to Black People 101, where we teach your stupid ass all the things you need that you can just fucking look up yourself, but you're too lazy to do so. Black people out of shit. <laughs> we know this. We know how much you want to be us. You envy our hair, our style, our rhythm, our culture, our language, and everything that makes us who we are. You have a rich history of stealing and appropriating us and our culture. We get it. If I was a white person, I want to be black too. Maybe not treated like one in history, but definitely now since we're in charge. <laughs> we truly have it all now. But the sad news is no matter how much you want to be black, you are not. No matter how well you dance, no matter how well you can recite the lyrics, how much slang you know, or even how many black friends you have, you are not black. You're an unmyelinated alien who gets burnt by the sun. So as we go through, you're going to learn a lot and you may think, wow, I feel really black now. And I'm going to tell you, you're not and you never will be. God, that must suck. <laughs> Let's begin, shall we? First things first, this audiobook is a privilege. It's not Black people's responsibility to educate you, so I'm only going to say things one good time, so make sure you listen up, you warm drop mayonnaise. Now, some of this material may be new to you, some things may confuse you, some of it may go over your head, and that's okay. Black culture is not for you, however, it is essential that you know it. Not to join in and participate, because it's just important to know. Don't want to say or do the wrong thing in front of us once, now will we? Also, this material is not for you to comment on. Your opinion is not needed, warranted, or wanted. We know, we know y'all have some bizarre habit of thinking you always need to be included or give your two cents on everything, especially on topics of which you know nothing about. This is not the time and place for that. You're a few centuries late for that, so just shut up and listen. Period. All right, let's begin. Chapter one, never say nigga. Scene five, the throne room. Tamir, Regina, and Yancey are gathered. Okay, Yancey, read me the docket for the day. Uh, the education budget has finally been approved, including the raise to teachers, mm. funding to the arts and after-school programs, free breakfast and lunches, and counselors, one per 10 students. Excellent. Next. The Black Panther Police Force finished hiring employees for the neighborhood food pantries, clinics, and recreational centers. Hey! Next. Uh, the supervisor in charge of Whitey and Whitey responded to the email. They apologized for the lack of training and understanding. They were, quote, the whitest and most privileged motherfuckers I have ever dealt with in my life, unquote. Yes, their whiteness and privilege is ever apparent. Send them my apologies and let them know that that will all be corrected. They'll do. Maybe send them some chicken too? Oh, yes. Give them free chicken sandwiches from Popeye's All Black History Month. You got it. But only two visits a day. Niggas be doing the most when you give them free shit. What's next, Yancy? Uh, construction for the new Black History Museum will be complete by the start of Black History Month. How fitting. Yes. Which reminds me, we still need to solidify our plans for the annual Black History Month kickback. Well, the guest list has been finalized. The food is all taken care of, photographers chosen, wardrobe picked out, and the decorators have coordinated their final designs and color schemes. All that's left is to design a little tape. Gabriel will be doing his stand-up. Adana will be singing. Uh, what else do we have? Might I make a suggestion? Go on. The slaves. The new ones. Whitey and Whitey. I'm sure they can be used for entertainment. An excellent idea. Bring them forth. Way ahead of you. Hey, Whitey, Whitey, bring your white ass up. Gabriel's entrance music plays. Whitey enters with Gabriel on his back. White knee follows behind, followed by Adana. All right, Slays, y'all have been chosen to be our entertainment for the evening. Our annual kickback is coming and we want you both to perform. Wait, hold up. Perform, when? Because I'm the headliner. 
Oh, yes, Dadriel. Everyone is just pissing themselves with anticipation to hear what jokes you'll have for them. Man, shut up. So, are they performing before me or after me? Because I don't want them bringing down the mood going before me, and I don't want them trying to upstage me and outdo me going after me. So then, when, pray tell, would they go, Lil' King, during your performance? They could just sit their asses down and not do anything. Yeah, I'm with vitamin D on this one. I think it would be best if we just sat this one out. But thank you for asking. Pause. Like, who the fuck asked these white hoes to speak? Adana, Gabriel, Tamir, Nancy, and Regina look at each other. Look at Whitey and Whitney, then back at each other, trying to decide who, who is going to go in on the whites first. Shut your white asses up. Ain't nobody asked you. This was not a request. You're not doing us a favor. This is not a choice. You will perform. That's it. Period, Pooh. Remember, we want equality, not revenge. Slaves were not given the option of whether they perform at parties. When their master said dance, they danced. When they said sing or tell jokes, they could They could not refuse or talk back. They couldn't say no when their slave masters would put them up against each other and make them fight to the death. Fight to the death? That could be fun. Y'all understand now? Good. White me. You'll be rapping all day by Kanye West. You're familiar with the song, right? Oh, yeah. I know that's song word for word. Perfect. Then you have no problem rapping it. No problem at all. Without saying nigga. Wait, what? Without saying nigga, nigga. Play the song, Yancy. All day by Kanye West begins to play. Whitney starts to rap. While she raps, Yancy, Gabriel, Adana, Regina, and Tamir do a combination of rapping with Whitney and just saying nigga over and over to throw off white, uh, Whitney and to say nigga because they can and she can't. Whitney struggles and almost says nigga a few times but never does. Important. Whitney does not get to mess up and say nigga. She can't even say nig. She may say the in sound and that's it. With that said, Whitney's inability to say nigga, especially while the black people around her can say it freely, leaves her weakened and she falls to the ground in stress and frustration. Well, if you don't get your white ass up. Look like she don't know the song as well as she thought. Must sound hella different with all, all them niggas, huh? I'll take you back to your chamber so you can rehearse. Adana escorts Whitney back to her chambers as they exit. As for you, Whitey, you will be doing dancing to Kanye's new slave. Any particular style of dance move? Whatever dance moves we tell you. Well, can you tell me so I can practice? I don't think you're understanding, Whitey. At any moment during the song, anyone can randomly tell you to dance a dance move and you must execute. Demonstration. Demonstration. Very well, Yancey. Please give us some music. Yancey puts on a song that is not New Slave by Kanye. I prefer Throw It Back by Missy Elliott, but you can choose any song. Gabriel, Tamir, Yancey, and Regina take turns calling out different dance moves for Whitey to do. He does most of them quite well, thinking he has bested the group. They notice Whitey's smugness and start calling out more dance moves, faster and faster. They even make up dance moves that aren't real, faster and faster until Whitey can't keep up and falls. Uh, you don't possibly expect us to let you be our entertainment if you can't even survive one song. But, but, but that wasn't fair, though. That wasn't even the song you said that I would dance to. And, and I swear, some of, those, some of those dance moves you asked for weren't even real. Hold up, hold up. Hold up, little homie. How dare you question us? How dare you blame your incompetence on us? You trying to tell us what's black and what's not? No, I, I'm just saying that- Well, they... don't. All you need to worry about is making sure you know whatever moves our guests tell you to do, because if you can't and you embarrass me at my party, there will be consequences, understood? Yes, it is. Fat, forehead ass out of my sight. Jump you heard them. Back. You heard them. Off you go. Yancey, Gabriel, and Whitey exit. All these years and white men still don't know their place. Ugh. Mm. We can make up some of those moves, though. <laughs> sure did, but fuck him. Yeah, you're right. Fuck him. 
Scene six. It was a grand opportunity for the low whites who had no Negroes of their own to scrounge. They exulted in such a chance to exercise a little brief authority and show their subservience to slaveholders, not reflecting that the power which trampled on the colored people also kept themselves in poverty, ignorance, and moral degradation. Harriet Ann Jacobs. Whitey and Whiteney's chamber. Whitey and Whiteney are alone. They look around and then... This is fucking bullshit. I did not sign up for this. No, sir. Slaves? Fucking slaves? We have over 300 more years of this. I'm not going to be a slave until I fucking die. Fuck! God, Regina and Tamir with their stupid smug faces always interrupting us like they're such know-it-alls. And Gabriel is a complete clown and a fat one at that. Vitamin D. More like double Ds. Ugh, don't even get me started on Yancey. He really thinks that he's hot shit. Well, I have news for you, buddy. You're just as much a pawn to them as we are. Yes, sirree. Uh, what about Adana? Huh? You didn't say anything about Adana. Right, well, she's fine. She's, she's one of the good ones. She's just clearly brainwashed into this new ideology they've shoved down everyone's throats. I mean, honestly, do we think white people want to be in slavery? Do you honestly think we give a shit, we, we give a shit to go through what black people had to go through no matter how many years ago? Well, we did. We voted for this. Well, I didn't. And neither did you. Well, exactly. So just focus. Everything is working as we planned. We're here, right? We just got to keep playing our cards right. Have patience, brother. You're right, sister. I just don't know how much more I can take at this ghetto-ass place with those ghetto-ass people. Adana and Gabriel emerge from the shadows. Ghetto? Fat. You might want to be careful about what you say. You're pretty much always being watched. I apologize for him. He's just upset that- I don't recall asking you to speak. So maybe keep those thin lips closed, pet pasty Klein. Whoa, hey, don't talk to my sister like that. Or what? I'd love to hear what your white ass would do if I kept talking about your crusty-ass sister with her bland-ass cooking and lack of comprehending simple instructions of not speaking when she's not ordered to, or respecting the house in which she lays her flat-ass head every night, the house that feeds and clothes her ungrateful ass. Fuck you. Fuck your sister. Fuck your stank-ass hey, attitude. Girl, and that's enough. And I'm not fat, you ugly bitch. Dave! Okay, I'm done. Mouse, fuck you to whitey. Let me explain something to you. And I hope you hear this. So listen, our motto is our motto for a reason. We want equality, not revenge. So- Would have fooled me. Nigga, she said, listen. You may see us as being cruel and that's fine, but we're just following the law. Now, if you want us to really follow the law, how about we beat you, whip you, rape you? Not just by using the pills, but in real life. How about we work you to the bone? How about we sell off your sister so you never see her again? String you up on a tree and have a picnic under your dangling body while you struggle for your last gasp of breath. Now that sounds ghetto, doesn't it? Madonna exits. Bitch. Scene seven. Whitey and Whitey's chambers. They're listening to the audiobook. Chapter six. AAVE, or African-American Vernacular English, is a core trait to Black culture. It's how we speak. You might know it more commonly as slang, ebonics, or improper speech. Well, guess what, you white motherfuckers? A-A-V-E is just as legitimate and grammatically correct as any other language, okay? Don't believe me? I don't give a fuck. Some widely known practices in A-A-V-E are using ain't instead of am not or are not, bout to instead of finna, bout to or finna instead of going to or about to. There are also words that have multiple meanings depending on the situation and the way they're spoken. For example, bitch, I bet, the fuck? Okay, cool. She, nigga, and so on. 
while it's important to know African-American vernacular English, it is more important to never use it. It's ours. Leave it alone. It will never sound good coming out of your unseasoned excuse for lips. It's been proven in history that once white people get a hold to any of black language, it's tainted and overused, forcing black people to abandon it in search of new and innovative language. So stick to your bland English. Oh, and never say nigga. Scene eight, the throne room. Regina and Tamir are on their thrones, reading over a report. Yancey is briefing them. I'm sorry to bring you this news, my dopeness. This is not good. Right outside of Pittsburgh. Do you think these are random attacks or do you think they're linked to somehow? I'm afraid they're linked. Word is a resistance group is forming. Do you have any more info other than that? What's in this report? As of now, not much else. That's all the Black Panthers could gather as they seem to still be a small and unorganized group. But word is they're slowly but surely growing. They're calling themselves White 2K. Uh, white 2K? That's, that's the word on the street. Should we tell the kids? I'm not sure. I think Adana's still trying to cover from the last attack a few months back. We almost lost her. I don't want to re-traumatize her. I know, but I think it'd be better to be prepared than to be caught off guard again. You're right. <sighs> Yancy, summon the kids and get the blunts ready. As you come in. Gabriel and Adana's entrance music plays. Adana enters, followed by Gabriel, riding on Whitey's back. You summoned us? How did you... How did you get us here after Adana? She walked. Adana is only carrying her own weight. I was carrying my own and a little extra. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. Maybe you should work out more. Get some more muscles. I think I'm doing quite enough heavy lifting as it is. Are you calling me fat? Eva, enough. Whitey, you This is a private conversation. And don't forget to take your pill tonight. But I, um... Do you dare talk back to my son in our presence? Or at all? No, no, I, um... Would you be more than happy to take the pill and follow orders? Of course. Good. And tell your sister she can enjoy the box tonight as punishment for your insubordinates. Now leave. This is an A and B conversation, and B stands for black, which means you're just a few shades too light for this conversation. Now take your pill, and we will summon you when I need a ride back to my room. Whitey takes the pill and leaves. White people, am I right? Too soon? What was it that we need to discuss? Yancey passes out a blunt to both Adana and Gabriel. The two blunts go in rotation for the rest of the scene. We got word that another terrorist attack had happened last night in Detroit. Luckily, no one was killed, but few people were left injured. Do we know who's responsible? All the terrorists were captured, but we have reason to believe they're just a part of a larger group. Like a resistance group? I'm afraid so. That's why we gathered the two of you. How did this even happen? Our resources tell us that they're organized and escaped from their work assignments, weaponized and attacked. What's our plan of action? As a means of not agitating the situation, we listen to their reasoning. Many white people have grown tired of being in slavery and they want out, despite the agreement of the Equal Rights Initiative. Guess they underestimated how hard it'd be. How is that our problem? Slavery is hard. That's the whole point of the initiative. I understand. Everyone in this room understands that. So we gave them the option to go back to their country of origin, if living here is too difficult, or go back to their slavery assignment locations and accept whatever consequences their masters seem fit. A few decided to leave, but most stayed. They refused to leave a land that they discovered. Discovered? But people were already here before they got here. Everyone in this room knows that. But even two centuries ago, white people ain't know their history. The further away we get from it, the less these white people know. Or are willing to admit. So what are we going to do? As of right now, not much. I do not want to alarm the country and our budget needs to remain on reconstructing this country, not preparing for a war that may or may not even come. It sounds like it's coming to me. Do you think this attack is linked to the other terrorist attacks we've had? 
We think so. As I told your parents, the Black Panthers have been investigating into it, and we believe the whites have formed a small resistance group called White 2K. White 2K? How do they just keep the KKK? Or even White 3K. Yeah, because there's three Ks in the KKK. But, but I guess it's a pun on Y2K. A pun as a resistance group? How do you take that seriously? Well, the whites have proven again and again that they're not the best at doing things on their own. See, now, even if they were called the whites, i take it more seriously than Y2K. You should send them an email. Can we focus? So, so we're really not going to do... <laughs> Can we focus? So we're really not going to do anything? Well, and so they pose a serious threat. We don't feel that... A serious threat? I almost died a few months ago when they attacked. Is that not threat enough? Adana, please calm down. Please try to see where we're coming from. We would never jeopardize you or your brother's safety. But you can't ensure it either? We will never be safe, will we? Even at the highest point of power, we're not safe. Adana. No! We never should have made the initiative. You knew better. We all knew better. We never thought it was a good idea. We just thought it'd be fun. We thought it'd be interesting. They're not us. They weren't brought here to be slaves. They never viewed themselves like slaves. You can never ask a queen to be a slave and expect her not to revolt. You all knew that. Admit it. Good thing we want equality, not revenge, right? Adana storms out. Please go check on her, Yancey. Yes, your daughter's. No, I'm her brother. I'll go. I, I think we need a moment alone, Yancey. I will go check on Gabriel, checking up on Adana, making sure he doesn't make things worse. Taking a hit of the blunt. <sighs> We're doing the best we can. I know, my queen. I know. Scene nine. Whitney is in the box. She's been in the box for a while. Who knows how long? It is obviously not comfortable for her, but she tries her best not to freak out. Time passes, and it gets hot. She can't breathe. She can't move. She's trapped. Time passes. She tries to relax and breathe. It doesn't work. She tries to wiggle, but can barely move. Time passes and she starts to bang on the box, but no one hears her. She's alone. No one is coming. Time passes. Did they forget about her? She starts banging like crazy. She may never get out. She has to pee. She has to get out. She, she's going crazy. She lets out a desperate animal scream. No one hears it. She cries to herself. Scene 10. Whitey's dream. Whitey has no clothes on, just his underwear. He tries to move, but he can't. He's stuck. A man emerges. The man makes his way to Whitey. The man touches Whitey's shoulder. Whitey does not like it. The man touches Whitey's stomach, his back. Another man emerges, bringing Whitey with him. The man look at each other and smile. The first man grabs Whitey by the throat and makes Whitey look him in the eye. Whitey tries to fight off the other man, but can't. He makes Whitey watch what the first man is doing to Whitey. The first man takes his free hand and, gr and grabs Whitey's butt. He, re he releases Whitey's throat and moves his hand down, chest, stomach, down to his private. He grabs it. Again. White Knee tries to break free, but can't. The man holding White Knee takes her off stage, unbuttoning his shirt and unzipping his pants. The man with Whitey makes him watch as White Knee be taken away. White Knee screams. Whitey tries to break free, but then man punches him in the stomach. Whitey falls. The man lifts Whitey up, then he unzips his own pants as he takes Whitey off stage as well. Scene 11, hallway, late at night. Whitey is walking down the hallway, restless. He hears someone calling, he hears someone coming and freezes. Adana enters. Oh my God, you scared me. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. What are you doing roaming the halls? I could ask you the same question. Don't be cute. This is my home. I can do whatever I want. Not answer the question. I'm sorry, you're right. I was just, um, can't sleep. 
Bells? Yeah. They are quite effective from what I've been told. Yeah, I guess I may have underestimated their effectiveness. Why people seem to be doing a lot of that lately. What? Nothing. You should get back to your chambers before someone else sees you. You're right. Thank you. By the way, I agree with you. What are you talking about? The initiative. Are you eavesdropping? You really should get back to your room. Of course. Scene 12. Whitey and White Knee's chamber. White Knee is seated in a chair, listening to her audiobook. Gabriel and Yancey are hovered over her, unnoticed. Don't ever touch black hair. Don't think asking makes it okay. It doesn't. Just don't do it. We are not pets. This ain't no damn petting zoo. Some black people called off sick and sat in a chair for 14 hours to get their hair done. And the last thing they need is you messing it up with your dry ass, unwashed hands. Now, we get it. Our hair defies gravity. We get it. Our dreads don't give us dandruff and mold when we do it. We get it. You've never seen such beautiful, thick, and extravagant hair with the most intricate styles. But it is not an invitation to touch our hair, touch us, or really even be in our space. So don't. Instead, maybe go wash your greasy ass hair because as much as you like to try to believe that black hair is greasy, it's not. In fact, the reason white people consistently need to wash their hair is because y'all funky asses produce more natural oils than we do. It's a fact. Look it up. White knee? Jesus Louise, you scared me. I bet you're wondering why we brought you here. But you came in here and- How long have you been here, white knee? To be honest, I don't keep track of- How long? I don't know, maybe a few weeks? Maybe a few weeks? Six months. Six months you have been under our care, Whitney. Mm, long time to be somewhere, isn't it? A lot can happen in six months. Like a whole semester of school. Losing 50 pounds. Gaining 50 pounds. The passing of two seasons. Fall and winter. I'm more of a spring and summer person myself. Ah. You can build a home. You can potty train a dog. You can pick up a new hobby. A few if you're eager. You can wait for a Lauren Hill concert to start. You can have a baby. A baby takes nine months to... Point is, it's been six months that you and your brother have been here, correct? I think so. And you'd say that's ample time to learn a skill or two, yes? I suppose. You suppose? What are your duties here? Well, I cook and clean and I cater to you all. You cook, you clean, and you cater to us. She cooks, she cleans, and she caters to us. That doesn't sound too hard to me. Does it seem hard to you, Yancy? Not hard at all. Do you think in six months you'd be able to be efficient in these skills? Quite efficient. I, you don't understand. I don't understand? I don't understand. You hear that, Yancy? I don't understand. Yeah, I heard her. We don't understand. Well, go on and explain it to us then, since we just seem to be a bunch of ignorant-ass niggas. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what I meant. Then explain to us what you meant. I just meant that... Two months ago, our fearless leader, Regina, was parched, and you were tasked with making her some Kool-Aid, were you not? I probably was, yes. Yeah, what happened? She drank it. And what happened when she drank it? I, I don't know. Don't know or refuse to remember? Forced to, forced to block it out of your mind to escape the shame and humiliation of poisoning our fearless leader? I, I didn't poison her. Didn't you? Shall we refer to the tapes? I think we shall. Gabriel pulls out a remote and presses a button. Rewind sound. Whitney is rewinded to the scene of the crime two months ago to reenact what happened. It's her, Regina, and Tamir. Regina is choking. What did you do to her? What the fuck is the shit you gave her? Kool-Aid. It's Kool-Aid like you asked. I don't know what you call that liquid, but it was not 
Kool-Aid. It don't even look like Kool-Aid. Explain yourself. Well, I, I, I swear it's Kool-Aid. I, I put all the ingredients that were in the instructions said to put in. I put the packets in. I used sugar and lemon juice and water. Yes, but how much did you put in? How much? She ain't done a hoe how much? Well, it, it, it didn't say. It just had those four things scribbled on a piece of paper. There were no measurements. So I used uh, two squirts of lemon juice, two tablespoons of sugar, and half the Kool-Aid packet? For the glass or the jug of Kool-Aid? For the jug? Oh, God. For the jug! You who raised you? Why are you like this? Did you taste it before allowing me to put my lips on this unflavored tap water? Of course I did. It tasted fine. It tasted fine? How? There is no taste at all! And why is it pale pink? It's it's pink lemonade Kool-Aid. Oh, God. Pink lemonade? Did we not have red drink? Or purple drink? I didn't even find a pink, pink lemonade Kool-Aid in the package in the first place. Well, I didn't know it was supposed to be a certain flavor. Lord Jesus, help me. There are only two options. That's red it. drink and purple drink. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. We'll be lucky we want equality and not revenge, hmm? Black people used to be killed for making such careless errors like this, you know? But don't worry, that won't happen again. However, you will be punished. Punished? But it was a mistake. There, there were no instructions. Instructions? Didn't you say you were given a piece of paper with the ingredients? Yes, but without measurements or- I don't want to hear it. Slaves were not given instructions, especially ones written on paper. They couldn't read, remember? Y'all wouldn't let them! And somehow we learned, huh? Measurements? You just point to the ancestors, touch you on the shoulders and say, that's good, baby. Well, maybe not your ancestors. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll do better next time. <laughs> next time? I don't think I'm in the mental headspace to even think about it next time. So until then, I'm assigning you to nightly cleanup crew until further notice. Maybe then you'll think twice before you cause a mess. But, but that's not fair. Can't I just go back to cooking training or just be taken off kitchen duty? This ain't about what you want. Slaves weren't given the option of what punishment they received and neither will you. Now quit talking back and get the fuck out of my face. Rewind sound. White knee is transported back to the dungeon. Get the fuck out of their face you did. Remember now? Yes, and I've, I've never had an incident like that again. Oh, didn't you? Imagine, if you will, not two weeks ago, you were foolishly given the task of making the mac and cheese for our Sunday dinner. And what did you do? I... What did you do? I... I'll tell you what you did. Better yet. I'll show you. Yancy, the tapes. Regina is again choking and Tamir is freaking out. It looks so good. But it looks so good. How, how could you? you? You monster! But I... Shut the fuck up! The deception. The fucking deception. If I, if I could just... We trusted you. We trusted you. And this is what you did to us? Yo, I, I really thought. Just stop. I thought after the Kool-Aid incident you would have learned. But this... This... Woo. Don't speak. You've been through enough. I got this. Whitney, let me explain something to you. <clears throat> you brought out this beautiful pan of mac and cheese, oven baked, three different kinds of cheeses, beautiful golden brown top layer with a crisp outer layer. It looked seasoned well with a love and a heavy hand. I thought, you know, maybe the ancestors got her. Maybe they didn't want us, want to see us suffer. Maybe, just maybe, this one can be taught. I was rooting for you, Whitney. We were all rooting for you. And I take my spatula and I break off the first piece and I hear that top layer crack with a beautiful crispy sound, immediately followed by the squishy sound of the inner mac and cheese goodness. My mouth watering, I serve my queen a piece. She takes her fork, gets a big helping, puts it in her mouth, and as she's chewing, 
I sit there in envy of what she's experiencing and in awe of you for finally bringing an ounce of joy to my life and my taste buds. But those feelings were premature because as I go to get a piece for myself, what do I see ooze out of this cheesy monstrosity? Brussels sprouts. Oh God! I saw it on a cooking show once. You the hungry no more. Shit just ruined my appetite. I can't even look at you. No, no, no. I, I promise I'll do better next time. White Knee is rewinded back to the dungeon with Gabriel and Yancey. Now that little stunt got you the nightmare appearance for a week. I know. Not only did they keep me awake, but anytime I would fall asleep, I would have nightmares of being tortured until I woke up. But did you die? Were you actually tortured? Were you ever in real danger? Yeah, like the danger you put us in attempted the danger you put us in by attempting to have us eat that sad excuse for mac and cheese. What is your point? Why am I here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Yancey, you want to tell this woman why she's here? Well, you didn't win a prize. Imagine, if you will, earlier today when I asked you to make me a sandwich. Yes, peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. It seems simple, right? Wrong. Yancey, what is this I'm holding in my hand? Well, it ain't a sandwich. Looks a bit like hair to me. Interesting. Very interesting. What's even more interesting is how did this hair get into my sandwich? Yes, how? You know, it would be one thing if this was a strand of Whitney's hair, because that would seem logical since she was the one making the sandwich. But take a closer look here, Yancy. Does this hair appear to be the same color as Whitney's? Why no, no, it does not. Which begs the question, if it's not Whitney's hair, whose? Whose indeed? Whitney? Care to explain? Well, I-, I I'll was... tell you! You let our cat into our kitchen. You let him get all cozy up to you. You let him freely roam on the countertops by my sandwich. You even pet him, didn't wash your hands, and resumed making my sandwich and saw no problem with any of this, did you? Did you? I didn't know it was like a rule or something at my house. We I don't care what you did at your house. I don't even want to think of the kind of infestation you resided in where furry beasts are allowed in the same places you eat, where stray fur and hair wander on their own merriment, finding themselves on your floors or clothing, your food. Disgusting. Where food with fur is seen as acceptable. Who raised you? I bet you don't wash your chicken either. Are you supposed to? Oh my God. Yeah. I should tell my parents about this. I'm sure they'd be just itching to give you more nightmare pills. Give you a nice vacation in the box. No, please, 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 please don't do that. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Why do you think we brought you here? I won't tell, but you owe me. Of course, anything. That's what I like to hear. We'll be in touch. Yancey, let's go. Yancey and Gabriel, don't move. White me is confused. Should she leave? She could have sworn they said they were leaving, but yet here we all are. Lead a room, white girl. White knee scurries out. Yance? Yeah, Dave. They've only been here a few weeks, haven't they? Yeah, Dave. Gullible little fuckers, aren't they? Sure are. <laughs> Scene 13, voice Adana. Our identity is tied to the other Black people around us as much as it's a personal experience. We have a sense of community that can't be broken or infiltrated. When we walk past each other on the street or in the hallway, we have an understanding of each other's lives, even if we've never met. When we're separated from that community and placed somewhere that's predominantly white, we lose a part of ourselves. Our connection to each other is vital for our well-being. Arya Hawkins. The Banquet Hall. Tamir and Regina address the audience. 
Family, friends, honored guests, welcome to our home. It's so good to see you all here as we enter the first day of Black History Month. Even though we know Black History Month is every month and... <laughs> Today is a day to remember our ancestors, remember their sacrifices, remember their strength, their resilience, their love. We did not choose to be here, but we are here. We, are not meant, we were not meant to survive, but we did. Not only did we survive, we thrived. Look at us, look where we are. Let us never forget how we got here. While our history is a bittersweet one and we'll recognize our struggle, it is also our duty to recognize the struggle of others and the history that we did not create, but we are a part of. As, our, as is our newfound tradition, we acknowledge the mis mistreatment of indigenous people who lived before us. We're happy to have restored your land and your ownership of it. We apologize it took so long. We acknowledge the LGBTQ plus community. Many of us both belong to the LGBTQ plus and black community, yet we do not always fight for both the way we should have. We should have fought harder for the rights of LGBTQ plus community, and we should have fought harder for the protection of the black community. But here I stand, black, queer, and a woman leading this country to a brighter tomorrow. To the poor, I apologize. To the homeless, I apologize. To the mentally ill, I apologize. To immigrants and refugees, I apologize. Most of all, I apologize to the earth. Too long have we let our greed poison your sacred soil. We tore down your trees, we muddied your waters, we murdered your wildlife, we polluted your air. Forgive us as we try our best to restore you to your former glory. We must do better and we must never forget our history and how we ignored those who needed us most. Let you never feel unseen or unheard again. Happy Black History Month. Music plays, it is a fusion of hip hop and African music. Everyone dances with the exception of whitey and white knee. They watch. The dance is celebratory, wild and joyous. It then transitions into a more sensual and intimate dance. One by one, people peel out of the dance until it is only Regina and Tamir left. Their dance transforms into lovemaking. That was a great speech as usual. Thank you. What's wrong, baby? Why must it always fall on us? Why do we always have to be the ones to fix everything? Do you trust anyone else to do it? It's just not fair. Shit ain't never been fair. Not for us. You think just because we in power all of a sudden the work stops, we can just chill? Yes. I want to chill, Tamir. This weight is crushing me. Giving that speech every year, being reminded of what we did and what we still need to do and what we haven't done and what, what, what just still having to do it. I didn't do it, so why do I have to fix it? And now we have these terrorists to worry about, fucking Y2K. I just want our family to be safe, our, our, our country to be happy, to smoke a fat ass blunt and chill. Look at me. First off, you know I got you. We gonna do this together and we gonna do it right. We both know we didn't, we didn't create this mess, but think of it this way. We can create this country the way we want to create it. Remember all those times we screamed and yelled and cried trying to make people hear us? Remember everyone telling us what's best for us? Remember being ignored? Now look at us. Look at you. You need, but to, but speak and it's heard. It's done. I know this shit is, ain't easy. It's bittersweet as fuck, but that's black culture, baby. It's rich, complicated, and never ending. For once, we can continue making that history, not out of survival, but out of freedom. This is what we wanted, we, we fought for, and I, I'm sorry this weight is crushing on you, but know that we got you. No one is letting you fall. No one is letting you down. We're going to get this shit figured out. And as far as white 2K, 
fuck them niggas. They ain't shit. <laughs> They're spoiled ass white people who are finally getting a taste of what we've had to endure and they can't handle it. You really think they can handle another war? Handle all us black folk again? <laughs> They're just trying to scare us and we can't let that happen. I know. You're right. <sighs> Thank you. Even in power, at times I still feel powerless. Hey, we've only been in power for a few years. Shit takes time to get used to. I, we have centuries of oppression we're fighting against. It's going to take some time. I, I still have nights that I'm too scared to sleep because I fear I wake up and it'll be a, a dream. Me too. Or that at any moment, someone could just bust in and kill me. Fucked up, ain't it? You can take the niggas out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the niggas. Shut your ass up. Nigga, you grew up in the suburbs. Hey, not too loud. I got a reputation to uphold in these streets. Out in these streets. In these streets. You (laughs) are in these streets. Tamira wraps Regina in her arms. They embrace. They kiss. They're safe in each other. Scene 14. Voice Yancey. Abandoning the white race means not having to fight for it or defend it in any way. Fraser Glenn Miller. Hallway. Late at night. Adana is smoking a blunt. Whitey approaches. Hey. Sorry, I didn't want to surprise you again. You really gotta stop being like this, am I right? You really gotta stop roaming around here at night. Let me guess. It's not safe out here in these streets. Never say that again. Noted. Mind if I get a hit? I do. Whitey was not expecting that response. Should he just leave? He probably should, but... Doesn't, for whatever white reason. So, what are you doing up so late all the time? Looks like you have a lot on your mind. I told him a good listener. Well, whoever they are lied to you. You're not, and you're clearly not reading the vibes that I just want to be left alone. Sorry, I'm just trying to help. As if you could. Try me. All right, white boy. You know anything about the terrorist group White 2K? White 2K? Yeah, apparently it's some pun of Y2K, but it's essentially the KKK. I know who the KKK were. They were a white supremacist group, kind of like the original Black Panther group, am I right? Please don't ever make that comparison again, especially not in front of my family. Sorry. So, what about them? Nothing. They just exist and could pose a threat to us. I'm sure you'll be fine. Seems like you run a tight ship around here. Well, things aren't always as they appear. Yeah, I'm learning that pretty quickly around here. I'm learning a lot of things, actually. Oh, yeah? Like what? Like no one will ever win an argument with Gabriel or that this whole equality initiative is not something those white folks thought all the way through. I could have told you that. I also learned that you're different from everybody else around here. Please don't start with the you're not like the other black girls bullshit. (laughs) No, I'm just saying that you're the only person that's been nice to my sister and me since we got here. You're also the only one worried about this Y2K group. I'm sure you're not the only one that knows about them. Well, I guess it just hits differently for me. What's up? How was that any of your business? You're right. I'm sorry. I should just get back to bed. A few months ago, I had a birthday party. Nothing too big. My family, a few close friends, and other important leaders and acquaintances. They all brought some of their white slaves to help with the party, to set up, clean up, servers, and whatnot. Such a stupid mistake. It's not like we didn't have plenty of slaves here to do the work, but no, the slaves insisted. They wanted to come to help and meet the royal family up close. We don't get out much, at least not casually. It's all about meetings and negotiations and business-related travel. So 
you know, it might be good for the common white slaves to get interaction with us. Exposure can only help with race relations, right? People fear what they don't understand, right? So I'm there and I had just had this beautiful day with all these beautiful black people and they bring out the cake and they sing happy birthday to me. And you can just feel the love in the room. It's like the gentle warmth you feel from birthday candles right before you make your wish and blow them out. So there I am making my wish and blowing out my candles. And one of the slaves screams, dunk her face in. We laugh because it's pretty customary for that type of petty shit to happen, but we're not that kind of family. But on he goes, dunk her face in. He was so insistent. So out of good nature, my mother says the slave can dunk his face in the cake. He hesitated, but I guess he didn't want to look too suspicious. So he goes to the cake, and before he can even think, Gabriel dunks his face into the cake, and it explodes. They put a bomb in my cake. It's my birthday, and I almost died. Died from a bomb in a cake. People who knew nothing about me wanted me dead that badly, wanting to put fear into my family that bad. Happy birthday to me. The guy died, the cake was ruined, with burnt white flesh all over the whipped cream frosting. The other slaves involved were rounded up and publicly hung to send a message. Part of me thinks it worked, but a small part of me knows it only fueled them, and most of me knows that they won. They might not have killed me, but a small part of me did die. Never felt safe again. If killing me didn't happen, I'm sure that this was the next best thing to them. So mission accomplished. So yeah, I feel differently about this whole situation than my family. And I highly doubt that there's anything you can say or do to fix that. So please just let me enjoy a blunt and let me go to bed. A beat. Whitey takes it all in. For once, he may have actually listened. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? If I tell you something, can you guarantee safety for my sister and me? I can't guarantee anything about anything I haven't heard yet. I may have a lead on my 2K. Go on. When we got our new assignments that, that we were being sent here, Y2K found us and forced us to be spies. They, they gave us no choice. They're planning another attack. They want to take out your entire family. Why are you telling me all this? Because... If there's anything I've learned by being here, it's just that I want to be safe. I don't want another war. I don't want dominance. I just want to be safe. It looks like we better get to work. Scene 15. White Knee is listening to the audiobook. Chapter 15. Black rules. There are so many spoken and unspoken rules when it comes to Black people, some more serious than others. Consequences of not knowing these rules can be as harmless as getting clowned on for ignorance or as harmful as getting you killed. So let's start off with some basics. Never play spades if you don't know how to play and don't ask nobody to teach you. Every black home has different ways of playing Uno. So make sure you know their rules because fuck what the box say. If you're invited to the cookout, don't make shit you don't really know how to make. Yes, but your best bet is just bring plates, silverware, alcohol, or just don't show up. Snitches get stitches. Always have receipts for anything you say or anything anyone else says or does. Never try to cut black hair if you don't know what you're doing. Having a black girlfriend, boyfriend, mixed kids, it don't make you impenetrable from being racist. It's dick, not cock. Never interrupt an argument if you can't go in on everybody involved or they will gang up on your ass. You can like Tyler Perry for the work he's given to black people and still think he's writing his writing is trash. Being pro-black does not mean you're anti-white. Ho, it ain't that deep. Half the time, we ain't even thinking about your white ass. We're pretty, well, we're not petty, pretty for a black girl. We're just pretty. 
when pastor says, I'm just going to say this and get out your way. You look in at least two more hours. You're never dating anyone. You just have a little friend. If someone says they're a little sweet, that means that person is gay. Dishes better not be in the sink when your parents come home from work. Half your cousins and aunties aren't actually related to you. If you don't take the chicken out the freezer to thaw for dinner, you getting your ass whooped. Black parents don't apologize. They just start being nice to you or buy you food. If you prove your parents wrong, you are not right. You are talking back and acting wrong. We are not people of color. We are black, so don't use it as if it's interchangeable because it's not. You don't have to be afraid to say black around black people. If you ain't black, you bet not say nigga. If you can only be tall because someone else is on their knees, then you have a problem. And white people have a very, very serious problem. Toni Morrison. Dayrill's room. Clothes are scattered everywhere. Adana, Yancey, Whitey, and White Knees attend to Dayrill. Are you sure this outfit doesn't make me look fat? No, of course not. It's your fat that makes you look fat. Shut up, Adana. We can't all have a fast metabolism. And I guess we can't all exercise, too. You know I hate sweating. Yeah, blame a normal fun- body function for your self-loathing. I do not self-loathe. I love myself. Just not the way I look. We both know it wouldn't be fair to have my personality and be good looking. Fair to who? My gaggle of hoes that I pull. <laughs> gaggle, he says. Yes, a gaggle, as opposed to the small gathering I have now. I think we all know that small gathering is a party too. You and your hand. Oh, ha ha. Well, joke's on you because I'm ambidextrous. Ooh, look at you. The big word head ass looking nigga. Nigga, I know you're not about to start with me with your sour patch, sour head looking ass. <laughs> nigga with your crop top, muffin top head ass looking. <laughs> nigga with your ashy elbows having ass. Nigga with your crusty lips licking head ass. Nigga with your Scooby don't rock roll looking ass. Oh, my bad. Damn, nigga with your Scooby don't. I know you ain't talking, nigga, with your I ain't no PH can make a V sound and look at ass. Nigga with this, I never should have said nothing, head ass. Nigga with this, oops, I did it again, head ass. Nigga with this, I'm just here to help, head ass. Nigga with his caught in the middle, head ass. Nigga with his, I'll just see myself out looking ass. <laughs> you know what, fuck y'all and y'all mamas. Fuck my mama, nigga, fuck your granny. Her wobbly ass knees, dry ass mac and cheese, cooking head ass. Nigga, I know you ain't talking about nothing being dry with that parched ass weave on your head. Ah! He just calls Cynthia parched. Nigga, shut up. We all know if there's one nigga in this room that's dry and thirsty, it's you. Your DM's dry. Your social life is dry. You a thirsty ass nigga who ain't pulling no hoes. And that's why we in this whole predicament in the first place. We all know you ain't trying to look good for the meeting of the nations, but so you can get someone to meet your nation of unused ass. <laughs> My Ooh. asshole may be unused, but... But what, nigga? But what? Mm, you about to cry? You cry like a little bitch? You know what? Fuck you, okay? Fuck you, nigga. Nigga, fuck you! Nigga, fuck you, you bitch! Fuck you, you sensitive ass, bitch ass nigga! Maybe both of you should calm down. Nigga, sh- nigga shut, shut up. up! Yeah, nigga, shut your white ass up. How can I be white and a uh, what? How, how can you be white and a what? Nigga, you better not say it. You better not let that word slip out your white mouth, nigga. Nigga, say it. I want you to. Go ahead, white boy. Say the word. Nigga. Nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Niggity, nig, nig, nigga. nigga. N- Niggerella. Nigglets. Nignog. Nignack, niggawack. Niggeroni and cheese. Macaroni and nigga. Nigga. Can you guys stop? Okay? Not gonna say it. Jeez Louise. That's right, nigga. You're not gonna say it. You can't say it. I don't think anybody should say it. 
Who the fuck asked you? It's just a hateful word. Why would you want to say it? Hateful word? Why would we want to say it? Who do you think made it a hateful word, Whitey? Because the last time I checked, it wasn't us. Last time I checked, it was y'all niggas. So don't worry about what I say or why I say it. Because you damn sure weren't worried about how hateful it was when y'all were using it. Or how hateful it was when y'all still use it in secret when us black folks ain't around. Y'all had centuries to enjoy nigga in all forms for centuries. Now it's our turn. White boy, get your system. <sighs> see, don't you see the irony in that? In what? Just in, in calling him white boy or all your other derogatory insults, it's the same as us saying that word. Is it? Because you had no problem saying white boy, but you couldn't say that word. Maybe that's a sign that they don't hold the same way. But if you want to fit in so bad, if if a little oppression will make you feel like you're part of the team, then why don't we try to find a word that we can call you for the next 400 years? Any ideas, Nancy? Nancy and Gabriel focus this dialogue on white meat. They attack like sharks. My first go-to would be bitch, but that's too mild, too basic. Or cunt. Yeah, that has a nice hard sound, but still doesn't quite cut deep enough. What about trash? You know, white trash. Garbage. Worthless. Sewage? Yeah, I like sewage. It's grimy, sounds wet, squishy. Sounds gross and vile, but not sharp enough. It needs to sting. Right, you're right. Rat. Vermin. Ooh, vermin is a good one. It makes you squirm, but we need something that just guts you. Ooh, roach. Roach. Cockroach. Dirty little cockroach. Disgusting fucking cockroach. Trash ass fucking cockroach. Bitch ass fucking roach. Motherfucking roach. White thin lipped cockroach. White manager calling cockroach. Fragile white ass cockroach. Pussy ass white cockroach. White crybaby ass cockroach. White privileged ass cockroach. Mother. Mother. Okay, that's enough. No, it's not enough, white boy. It still doesn't quite give you that sick feeling in your stomach the way being called a nigger does. It doesn't make you feel small or invisible or inhuman like being called a nigger does. It doesn't question your worth or value, doesn't degrade you, cut you deep like nigger does. It doesn't slip off the tongue like venom, doesn't poison your psyche, doesn't say I know everything about you while knowing nothing about you at all, doesn't reduce you, destroy you the way nigger does, doesn't make you feel dirty to be called it, powerful to say it, nigger. You hear me, white boy? You hear me? Once I can say one word to you and you feel angry yet powerless, Empty inside, you're raging, a visceral, heart-wrenching, gut-feeling, sickness in your soul, your entire being, until you are shattered by one word and then told it's your fault that you feel that way and you've left to pick up all the pieces with a smile, forced to contain yourself or you end up dead. Until you can carry that burden in frustrating silence, you don't get to tell me what's enough, white boy, you fucking white nigger. You got that? Overwhelmed. Gabriel exits. Y'all lasted all the three minutes. Try 400 years, give or take. Wait, that's what you're here for. Equality, not revenge. Remember that. Scene 17, Whitey's dream. His hands are behind his back as if he's been tied up. We hear the crackling fire. We hear the roar of a mob. Whitey is being lynched. We hear the rope being tied around Whitey's neck. We hear the rope being strung and tied to a branch. We hear the rope being pulled tight. Whitey is choking. Finally, his hands are free and he pulls at his neck, trying to release a noose that he can't see, but it's no use. It's no use, but he fights. He's losing. He's lost. Scene 18. White knee is in the box. Yancey and Gabriel approach. Yancey knocks on the door. Knock, knock, ho. Guess who? Oh, finally. I thought you forgot about me. (laughs) We did. But that's not why we're here. Well, why are you here then? 
Why are we here, Yance? Good question, Dave. Uh, why are any of us here? What purpose do we serve on this earth? In this universe? This cosmos. Are we even here? Are we? Are we? These are the questions that keep me up at night. That's what keeps you up at night? That and my mild case of insomnia and the fact that I just can't quite seem to... Knocking on the box. Please let me out. Oh, oh. right. The white girl. Knock, knock, ho. Guess who? I know. I know it is. Uh, what do you want? Wow, so rude. Right? In case you haven't guessed, it's Gabriel and Nancy. Hey, white girl. I bet you're wondering why we're here. I said, I bet you're wondering why we're here. This is the part where you say, why are you here? White girl? White knee? Oh, shit, is this white bitch dead? White knee? White knee? Your little white ass not be dead. Oh, God. Uh, this can't be happening. Not again. Okay, white knee, if you're dead, don't say anything. Oh, God, she's dead. Okay, white knee, if you can hear me, blink twice. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She didn't blink. What, what are we going to do, Yancy? What are we going to do? We killed the white girl. Did we, though? Like, was it us or was it the system? Did she die in her sleep or did she wake up dead? I don't know. I don't know. We should, just, we should just get out of here. Say we told one of the other white slaves to release her and they forgot. Yup, when in doubt, blame white people. Let's go. Mm -hmm. As Yancy and Gabriel are about to leave, they hear white knee make a noise. Oh no. Ugh, I just paid myself a little. But are you dead? No, just wet, embarrassed, and warm. Oh, okay, good. Knock, knock, ho. Guess who? What do you want? Wow, we have dampen the mood. Get it, dampen? <laughs> <laughs> because she peed herself. Oh, man, you are fucking funny. Thank you, thank you. I do what I can. <laughs> anyway, back to business. Since you will not humor us, white knee, we'll just cut right to the chase. Remember when you made me that peanut butter and fur sandwich? On white bread? On white bread. Well, it's time to get what we're owed. We need a favor. What's the favor? Oh, now you want to play along. <sighs> so... You may not have noticed, you know, being in the box and all, but Yance and I have noticed your brother and my sister canoodling around. Getting all close and shit. A little too close for comfort, if you ask me. So you want me to break them up? No. I want you to spy on them. See what they're canoodling about. Does that mean I get out of the box? Well, you can't spy on canoodling in a box now, can you? So, do you accept your mission? Yes, just please let me out. Uh, hold your horses there. We gotta go over some ground rules, Missy. Your brother and my sister cannot know we asked you to do this. They found out we asked you to spy on them. It's back in the box. We need to know everything they talk about. Every little detail. Nothing is too small. We found out you're holding back info from us. Back in the box. I'd also like a sandwich. PB&J, no fur on wheat, not white. Wheat bread. If we see one silver cat hair or crust, so help me, Black Jesus. Back, back in, the, in box. the box. Got it? I got it. We're counting on you, white girl. Don't disappoint us. Scene 18, voice, Gabriel. But that is the point of white supremacy to ensure that which all others achieve with minimal, minimal effort, with maximal effort, white people, and particularly white men, achieve with minimal qualification. Ta-Nehisi Coates. The throne room, Regina and Tamir are sharing a blunt. Shit just be so damn stressful. Stressful as fuck, but you got this. You mean we got this? No, no, I mean, you got this. I don't wanna do this by myself. You're not, I'll be right here, but out of you. Tamir. Regina. Tamir. You know I hate giving speeches, especially when it's to deliver bad news. Talking is your thing. I am just the pretty face. Then be the pretty, then be the pretty face that chimes in, okay? We need to be together on this. We're a team and we need to show a united front. United front with a fat ass blunt. Be serious. 
you know, the second you say that, now I'm going to find everything funny. Well, try because we both know the second you start laughing, then I get to laughing too. <laughs> I have an infectious laugh. Yeah, and a goofy ass face. You love this goofy ass face. I do. I do love that goofy ass face, and so does the country. So let's get out there and do this thing. Fine. Fuck. It's the blunt. Let's get this shit over with. Regina brings out a remote and presses a button. All right, we're recording. Okay, go. You start. Hello, my beautiful country. Regina and Regina here with Tamir. Hey, y'all. I'm coming with you with news that may be alarming, but rest assured there's nothing to get hysterical about. So don't do the most. You may or may not be aware of sporadic terrorist attacks we've had in the past year. They were few and far between. We had no reason to believe they were connected to any one person or group. Without real proof or evidence, we saw no need to worry any of you by telling you about them. However, we recently have discovered that these attacks are linked to a terrorist group called White 2K. Stupid name, but what else do you expect from these white folks? Our sources tell us that this is a resistance group formed to fight against the Equality Initiatives Act. They seek liberation from white slavery and wish to once again return to their place in society as the dominant race. The white's bad because they signed up to be slaves and now they don't like it. They quit. While we have no interest in starting a war, we firmly believe in following through with the full term of the initiative. 400 years, baby! With that said, please, my people, be safe. Do not be quick to act. Do not be quick to provoke. However, if you have any information regarding white 2K, do not hesitate to report it to us. This threat will be taken care of. It will take all of us to remain united as we always have been. We believe in you. We love you. Continue to thrive, my kings and queens. And everything in between. Tamir takes the remote and turns off the recording. I think that went well. It's so much for you not talking. You know I can't help myself. Yeah, I know. Well, now they know. I hope we made the right decision. We did. It takes a village, remember? Now we can all take care of this matter before it gets out of hand and you can stop stressing and carrying all the weight on your shoulders. Now squeeze my ass and let's go get something to eat. Rule the country makes a nigga hungry. Uh, so does a blunt. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Regina grabs Tamir's ass while Tamir takes a hit from the blunt. I'm dope and I do dope shit. Period. Scene 19, hallway late at night. Adana and Whitey are in conversation with blueprints in their hands. You really think they'll come? Yes. My sister and I were instructed to find a way for them to sneak in without being noticed so they could launch an attack. So you lead them in through here and we'll station guards right here, ready and waiting for them. It'll be over before it can start. You sure you want to do this? You're not afraid they'll try to come after you? No. Hopefully, if we take out their leaders, they'll fizzle out. Besides, I'm hoping you and your family will grant my sister and me protection in return for our cooperation. You have my word. No more pills? No more box? Done. Perfect. Then I'll get the word out to them. Two days from now, this will all be over. You know, th this is the equality that we should all be working towards. This is what Martin Luther King dreamed of. Look at us. We're working together. Just imagine years from now, we'll go in the history books. We'll be on the right side of history. Feels good. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but yes, it feels good. Anyway, we should get out of here before someone sees us. Right. Well, I guess this is good night. I'll see you tomorrow. Slavery, so yeah, you'll pretty much see me every day. Right. Well, good night. Whitey leaves. Adana waits for him to leave, then lingers. Finally. You can come out, Whitney. I know you're there. Whitney comes out of their hiding spot. Are you spying on us? Whitney? No. Then what were you doing? I was getting, I was getting Gabriel a PB&J. 
Dave doesn't eat carbs after 8 p.m. unless it's his cheat day. And today isn't cheat day. What? But I, fudge. I, yeah, I was spying on you. Wow, you're easy. It's, it's Gabriel. Every day is a cheat day for him. Why were you spying on us? I, uh, don't want you around my brother. That's not convincing at all. So let's try this again. Why were you spying on us? Well, I didn't want to. That's not why I asked you. Well, I can't tell you. It's Gabriel, isn't it? What? No. He's making you spy on us, isn't he? What? No. You are so bad at lying. I know. I don't know what's happening to me. I used to be such a good liar, but this whole slavery thing is taking a toll on me. I'm going crazy. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Now tell me why. I don't know why. He just told me to spy on you and report back to him on everything you two say. Did he use the word canoodling? He did. Of course he did. So what are you going to tell him? I don't think he'll be too happy if he finds out you've been caught. Oh, I won't. I won't tell him anything. I think he'll be even less happy if you come back to him empty-handed. Maybe I'll just hide from him. Judging by how quickly I found you, I wouldn't put money on your stealth skills. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to report back to my brother, and you're going to tell him that your brother and I are in love and are running away to start a new life from what's inevitably going to be another war. You understand? Uh, what if he finds out? Oh, he's going to find out, but at least this will buy me some time. Wait, no, please. Can't you just... Tell him the truth and set this all straight. Can't you do what I asked? Adana, please. I thought you were one of the nice ones. Oh, I am. I let you talk this long, haven't I? Now go. Adana, please. I, I cannot get punished again. I can't take it. I'm already exhausted from all the work alone. My body hurts from all the slavery. Complain to your ancestors. No, I don't. I don't sleep. I have nightmares. Like, every night without the pills, I'm so paranoid of getting anything wrong or messing up that my anxiety is, like, up the roof, like, 24-7. I, I don't like this. I do not like this at all. I'm like physically, emotionally, and mentally like not right. Adana? Adana, please tell your brother, please. I don't know how much more of this I can take. God, I thought you were one of the good ones. Scene 20. Whitey and White Knees Chambers. Whitey is taking a a test. Okay. True or false? Is it okay for white people to wear dreads because the Vikings had dreads? True. True or false? You cannot be racist if you're dating a black person or have a mixed child. True. Uh, let's see. La La Land rightfully won numerous Oscar awards in 2017. True or false? True. True or false? If black people say the N-word, then it's okay for me to say it with permission from my one designated black friend. Where is she? True. Where who? is she? Who? Don't play with me. You know who. Your sister. She's been hiding from me all day. Where is she? I don't know. Oh, don't give me that. I know you know, and I I know you know, and you know that I know. So I know that you know, and I know you're not telling me, and I want to know because I know you know it. Just know that it will not end well for you. Know that. I don't know anything. I got her, Dave. Yancey comes in with white knee over his shoulder. He sets her down. <sighs> she was running away, but I got her. She, she put up quite a fight. Damn, she is heavy. You might want to leave, white boy. This could get ugly. I'm not leaving my sister with you. I wasn't asking, white boy. It's okay, just go. I said I'm not leaving you. <laughs> you thought. Yancey, take him to the box. Give him some time to remember who's in charge here. Like, the fuck? Yancey grabs Whitey. Whitey fights back and there's a struggle, but Yancey gets him and drags him out. Calling out. 
Don't worry, sister. This will all be over soon. We will be protected. Protected, huh? You know anything about this? No, I don't. I don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I guess that means you've got nothing to report, which would explain you avoiding me, huh? Is this a game to you? No, I. Because this is a game to me. It's a game I'd like to win. It's a game I always win. So, tell me what I need to know, or so help me, Black Jesus. They're planning to escape. Who? Your sister and my brother. They're planning to flee the country. They fear the white 2K will start another war and they want to leave before it happens. Interesting. This tea would be excellent if it weren't a lie. Uh, I'm not lying. But you are. Adana would never flee the country and take the white boy. She'd take me. Now tell me the truth. Adana comes in. What's going on? Why was Yancey putting Whitey in the box? Ah, perfect timing. Whitey tells me you're planning an escape. What? I had her spy on you and the white boy. She tells me that y'all are planning on fleeing the country, and I told her lying ass that you would never leave and not take me with you. You've been spying on me? How could you? Is what she's saying true? No. Ding, ding, ding. Someone just won a one-ticket trip to the box. No, no, I, I'm not lying. It's what she said. Are you calling my sister a liar? No, I'm just saying that's what she said, or I, I mean, what she told me to say. What I told you to say? Wait. First you say that it's what she said. Now you're saying it's what she told you to say. Make up your mind, white girl, because it sounds like you're telling stories. No, I, 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 am, I am not telling stories. Please just tell him the truth. You want the truth? You're tired. I found her in the hallway the other night going on and on about how she's losing her mind. Poor thing. She done slaveryed herself a little too hard. I should have sent a different slave to spy on you. And if you must know, Whitey came to me because he was concerned about you. He was begging me to try to convince everyone to go easier on you. He said, you're weak, weak-bodied, and weak-minded. I told him I'd see what I could do, but after all, this is slavery. We want equality, not revenge. Slaves didn't get to bargain over treatment, so you just have to do the best you can because you're stronger than that, right? White women aren't as weak and fragile as we assume, right? In fact, we should probably be harder on you. Show these men what white women truly are capable of, how resilient you are. And still she persisted. That's the quote, right? I don't want to cheat you out of this experience you all signed up for. So persist, Whitney. Persist. Adana leaves. Beautiful speech. Truly inspirational. You see that? You lie on her and still she roots for you. She is just too good to you. No, I couldn't do it. In fact, I won't do it. For not only bringing me false information, but lying on my sister, it's the box for you. Who knows? You may even beat the record for the last slave who was in it the longest. Yancey returns. Perfect timing. One more for the box. Scene 21. Whitey in the box, listening to a recording. Adana comes in. Whiteness is awful, and as awful and everything, but is it's also a curious phenomenon. It's vacant. It lacks soul and vitality. It's parasitic. It's failure disguised as excellence. It's fear masquerading as superiority. It's a living car crash. It's a fool's game. It's starvation thinking it's a meal. It's death imitating life. This one photo about sums it up. You hate to see it, but you can't look away because how the fuck? Robert Jones Jr. Pausing the recording. Hey. Adana? Adana, is that you? You have to hurry. My brother took my sister. I know. I did everything I could, but... But what? Is she okay? You protected her, right? You gave me your word. I know, but Gabriel got our parents involved. I was able to convince them to release you in the morning, but... But what? Is my sister okay? They transferred her. 
What do you mean they transferred her? They sent her to another housing assignment. She's gone. They can't do that. I'll never see her again. I'm so sorry. No, you, you, you have to get her back. There's nothing I can do. They made up their minds. There's nothing I can do right now, but if our plan goes accordingly, maybe, just maybe, they'll be so grateful that they'll send her back here. But what if they don't? What if I never see her again? You can't think like that. But it's true. Slave families were separated all the time and they never saw each other again. Mothers torn from their children. Husbands torn from their wives. Brothers torn from their sisters. I, I don't know how much longer I can last without her. It's all going to work out. Trust me. I do. I trust you. You, you are all that I have left now. We're going to get through this. I should go. I'll see you in the morning. We have a big day ahead of us. Adana leaves. Whitey is left in alone. Time passes. The silence and isolation is too much for Whitey. He lets out an animalistic scream, which turns into a wail, which turns into a weep. Scene 22. Voice, Gabriel. I'm not interested in anyone's guilt. Guilt is a luxury that we can no longer afford. I know you didn't do it, and I didn't do it either. But I am responsible for it because I am a man and a citizen of this country. And you are responsible for it for the same reason. James Baldwin. The throne room. Adana, Regina, Tamir, and Yancey are all gathered around. So, we all clear on the plan? Roger that. Good, then we have no time to lose. And how come I gotta babysit good people? Trust me, you have a very important job. We all know how much of a handful our son is. We wouldn't trust just anyone with that task. Yeah, you're right. All right then, everyone to their posts. Regina and Tamir leave off in one direction. Yancey goes out another. Adana is left alone. Gabriel bursts in. There you are. I've been looking for you everywhere. Not now. I'm busy. Busy doing what? Kind of looks like you're just standing around here and I'm bored. Fine. Do me a favor. Go find Yancey. I heard he was looking for you. Looking for little old me? I wonder what he could want. Won't know until you find him. Vitamin D out. Gabriel runs off. Whitey enters. Are we all set to go? All set. My parents and the Panthers are ready and waiting at the North Gate. They'll ambush White too. can't prevent their strike against your family. We capture their leaders and send a message to the country. It's over before it gets to begin. And it's all thanks to you. (laughs) Just call me the white savior. (laughs) Let's just stick with the white ally. Yeah, anything but whitey. Well, considering they're a white terrorist group and white people are always punctual, we should have about a minute before they arrive. Well, in that case, can I say one more thing before we make history? Whitey takes Adana in his arms. He looks like he's about to kiss her, but he changes his hold on her from one of romance to one of capture. You're a dumb bitch. What are you doing? Let go of me! Sorry. No can do. Did you really think that I was on your side? You really thought I was going to stop my only chance of being back on top? You really thought that after taking all this abuse from your family that I would help you? I must say, Adana, I'm a touch disappointed in you. I thought you were one of the good ones, but it looks like you were just a gullible little pawn. Now you and your whole family will die. They're all waiting at the North Gate, but the message I sent Y2K was to go through the South Gate. Looks like there will be another ambush after all. We hear fighting and screaming in the distance. Oh, oh, there it is. It's begun. Poor Adana. Tried to protect her family only to be the one leading them to their death. But don't worry. You'll still follow soon after them. I guess this is the part where I ask if you have any last words. <laughs> Adana easily gets free from Whitey's grip and slams him to the ground. She gets on top of him <coughs> and pins him down. 
you a dumb nigga. If you think a bitch like me knows how to fight a whack-ass white dude, I'm royalty, ho. You really think I can't defend myself? I'm from the streets. You really think I'm stupid enough to trust a white boy and not be two steps ahead at all times? With your stupid ass. I knew your ass was lying, so I told my family and the Panthers to go to the South Gate. Those screams you're hearing? It's not my people. It's yours. Listen. Listen to what you've done. Why would you do this? Why would you betray me like this? I can't betray what I was never loyal to. The battle noises continue as Regina and Tamir appear. Everything went as planned. The battle will soon be ours. Not like they ever really stood a chance. What do you expect? They were being led by a complete fool. A pompous little white boy who thought he and his sister could infiltrate us, go undercover, make up a sob story about being forced to spy on us while really trying to pull off an inside job. Pathetic, really. You all knew it was me the entire time? Yep. Then why don't you just kill us? Where's the fun in that? Your people wanted to be slaves so bad, so they thought it was just a little labor, work out in the fields, get a few blisters, but no. Slavery is more than just the work. It's the mentality, the mind games, the trauma, the abuse in all its forms. Killing you would have been the easy way out. I wanted you to fully know the burdens our ancestors had to carry and pass on to their children, and their children for generations. You see, I meant it when I said I didn't believe in the Equality Initiative, because we're not equal. You will never be equal to us. You don't deserve to be our slaves. Every time I look at your face or any white face, I couldn't help but to laugh so that you ever thought anything about your breed was superior to us. I don't want you here as slaves because I don't want you here at all. Look around, white boy. The country is thriving. People are happy. There's peace in communities that has never seen it since the moment your kind crossed the ocean and claimed this land as your own. This place is better without you in charge. Just think how much better it'd be without you in it at all. And you want to stop all that because why? So y'all can be in charge again. For why? To fuck up our laws? Pollute the environment? Kill without cause or consequence? Corrupt our government? Make America great again? (laughs) Now we're good. We've made major improvements in just seven years. Imagine what we'll do in 400. We built this country. And now we get to enjoy what we create. In 400 years, I don't want y'all to enjoy it. I don't want y'all thinking you did anything or you deserve anything. This is ours. So get on a boat, cross the ocean, discover some land and start over somewhere else. And maybe this time, make sure no one else is already there. The battle continues on. Yancey enters with Dariel on his back. Hey, did y'all know there's a big fight going on in the... Did I miss something? You're right on time, brother. We just caught the terrorist leader of White 2K. Why? It was you this whole time? Yes, it was me. And I regret nothing but the fact that I wasn't able to kill you and save my sister. You sent her away, and now I will never see her again. Sent her away? I never sent her away. Well, they did. We didn't send her anywhere. Once she was brought to us, she immediately told us everything she knew about her involvement with White 2K. Bitch sang like a canary. So, we kept her here. Unfortunately for her, there are no rewards for traitors or snitches, so she'll be punished. And so will you. So, what should we do with him? I think we all know what must be done. The battle rages on. It gets louder and louder. It's almost deafening. Scene 23. Voice. White me. To be African-American is to be African with no memory and American without any privilege. James Baldwin. The Gallows. 
As this scene plays, a recording is heard of Jane Elliott giving a seminar speech. Here's the link to the video. Darkness. Voice whitening. I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in the society, please stand. Lights up on Whitey standing there alone. <laughs> you, you didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. The sound of a rope being tied around Whitey's neck. Nobody's standing here. The sound of the rope being tightened. Whitey is up on his toes. He's being choked by the rope. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. Whitey struggles desperately. You know you don't want it for you. I want, you to, I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or allow it to happen to others. The struggling stops. Whitey swings lifelessly. Lights fade to black, but we still hear the sound of a body swinging. The sounds of war creep back in. It gets louder and louder and louder until we hear a scream burst through. Off stage, we hear Whitey's voice. Is something wrong? Blackout. 